Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. In season two of Hacks and Hobbies, we're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life who want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. In this episode, I get to speak with Nate the Great Peterman. For over four years, Nate has focused his energy on building long-term trusting relationships. He has a unique way of helping people increase as a person, company, and decrease frustration when it comes to attracting clientele opportunities. I have been connected with Nate through LinkedIn and other social platforms for about a year. And I've been following his story and and his success. And it's been super amazing to see what he's doing. I mean, he's doing this for four years and it's just fascinating to see how far you can make it when you keep going with the rate that Nate has been going. And I'm honored to have Nate here on the podcast. Nate, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm glad that we can make some time uh, to do this and Drop some, drop some gold nuggets is what I like to say. <laughs> Absolutely, man. So I just took a bite of my apple. Because, <laughs> you know, apple a day keeps a doctor away. And when you're old like me, you got to keep that doctor up as much as you can. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you've been helping a lot of people. You've been interviewing a lot of celebrities, a lot of people that have, you know, over their overcome their challenges and made it um, their passion to do and extend their knowledge and their value to their audiences. So what inclined you to get into this business of being a publisher or being a podcast host? What's the story of Nate, the great Peterman? Yeah, no, absolutely. I'll, uh, uh, you want me to do the short-term story or the long-term one? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see where we go, man. Let's see where, what, what inspired you first to get on this platform and start doing this? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So to answer that question, you know, it's funny. I've always had a passion ever since I was young. I'd say about 14, 15 years old. Mm-hmm. You know, some people would still call me young, but I hear it all the time that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm 23, but people look at me as like, I'm, beyond 50 and 60 years old in terms of <laughs> wisdom and, and, and my soul and stuff. And I'm definitely grateful for that. But mm-hmm. I've, I've always had a, a big passion for really not just talking to people one-on-one, but uh, actually talking deep life, you know, stuff, whether it's relationships, whether it's stuff people are going through. And I was always that guy because one of my first jobs was working at McDonald's. And I remember times when after work, I would literally uh, sit with whether it was you know uh, a dude or a girl mm-hmm. and, and talk to them about like life whether they were going through a relationship issue I remember this one girl in particular she was telling me she's like yeah you know I'm going through it blah 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 and I basically gave her advice you know she started crying a little bit but then uh, it changed her you know it really impacted her as a person and I realized yeah. I'm like wow I'm really great at talking to people one-on-one mm-hmm. and having like that that counsel with them and you know fast forward to today i was like wait a second i actually because people kept telling me like hey you have a voice you should really use your voice for um 
nobody said podcasting, but I was like, man, podcasting would be great to, to really leverage. And then of course I have my own business as well. So that helped a ton, but mm-hmm. I started my own podcast and that led me to interviewing some really close friends of mine uh, that have been through it throughout their life. And I was able to, of course, hear their story. They were able to share their story, kind of like what I'm doing right now on your podcast. Yeah. And I, of course, took that and, and really leveraged that to, to some of the interviews that I do today, which, I mean, just to name a, a few off the top of, of my head, you know, I was fortunate enough to interview people like, you know, Tony Robbins' son, Jarek Robbins, you know, Michael Jackson's nephew, TJ nice. Jackson, uh, heavyweight world champion, um, you know, Chris Van Heerden, right? So people like that. And it's, it's incredible because I always, again, I've always had a passion for interviewing people, but mainly talking deep about life. And now it's, it's really transitioned to where it's at today. So it's, it's been a blessing, especially being based out here in Los Angeles, because yeah. all of the, the stars, all the celebrities, all the, the influencers are out here. So it's like super convenient for me to, to do these in-person er- interviews, because that's, that's all I do right now, you know? No, that's, that's really amazing. Just because just being able to get those stories out there and be close to the, to the, to the action in, in, in Hollywood and, and LA. That's pretty awesome. And then you mentioned how, you know, the first time you got to speak with somebody and you, you're giving her advice and she just broke down and started crying. I mean, that's, that's pretty, we got to, we got to listen to more of that story. You know, you know, what was that, that you told her, which made her cry? It's, it's not that she, I mean, I'm sure there was some, really deep that applied to her but you know we we need to hear a little more of that what, what was that story yeah for sure um so i'll rewind a little bit like eight years ago just from what i can remember so mm-hmm. whenever i came out of uh you know mcdonald's working you know we basically i could tell something was up with her and i said hey you okay and she said she's like ah, i'm kind of going through and i said oh hey let's let's talk a little bit and of course, I wasn't necessarily as like super passionate and enthusiastic as what I am now, but we went in her car and she basically opened up about how she was going through some relationship troubles, uh, like trust issues and, um, you know, how she can't necessarily believe some of the things that her boyfriend at the time was, was saying. And, you know, I asked her questions. I was like, you know, how do you really feel? You know, what, what's your goal within the relationship? You know, more so deeper questions um, that... <laughs> Again, being from Pennsylvania, yeah. Chambersburg, a small town at the time, not many people would even take the time to and with some, you know, going through a relationship issue in yeah. a second to ask these kinds of questions. Mm. So, you know, with her being about one to two years younger than me, and I was 17, 16 at the time, so she's mm-hmm. like 16, 15. So, of course, with you being that young, you're going through all the emotions. And it's, it's, you know, it's funny because a lot of people that are young in, in relationships at that time, chances are, I forget the statistic, but they're not always going to work out. Like it's super yeah. duper rare. Yeah. So of course I have this in my mind as well. And I'm asking her these different trigger questions. And, you know, it's funny because with these questions I was asking her, it really opened her up. She really was thinking. And then, you know, I, I believe it might've been like a week or a couple of weeks later, she like thanked me. And it was just like, wow, like I'm so clear now. And long story short, they, they weren't even a thing anymore because I'm not saying I broke it off. I'm just saying that yeah. I got her to realize 
exactly what it is that she wanted and she realized mm-hmm. like hey this isn't what i want you know yeah no that's pretty powerful because a lot of the times we just um lie to ourselves right we we lie to ourselves and we like oh it's going to work out oh oh this is going to happen but unless we make the decisions and make moves in the right direction those are just pipe dreams mm. right the just earlier um i was i was listening to greg roulette and he was like you know make two circles outside of the outer circle so you make a donut outside of the outer circle those are your dreams and inside the inner circle is are things that are no contest like you got to go pick up your kids there's no there's no way you're going to you know give up on that you got to pay the bills you got to pay you know those are un what's the word he used you know there's there's no there's no skipping that you know you got to pay the mortgage you got to pay the bills you got to pick up your kids you got to make sure you take make time so those are non-negotiable things so unless those dreams are in your non-negotiable circle, you're not going to get those dreams to be a reality. So as you started your journey of being the podcast host, I'm sure around this time, you know, the technology and, and the ability to be, to be a podcast host was much easier. I mean, you've been doing this for four years, you know, so the technology has gotten a lot easier now than it was, you know, four or five years ago. Um, what, what, who were some of your inspirations on the podcast front that said, you know, this could be a way for me to get my voice out there and start talking to more and more people? Yeah, that's a great question. So, yeah, I started my podcast back in, what was it, February of 2018. So I've been doing this for about uh, just close to two years coming up this upcoming February. And for the podcast that I was listening to, you know, I was listening to such podcasts like, uh, um, oh, man, what's, what's the name of it? It's, it's Eric Thomas's podcast, um, The Secrets to Success podcast, uh-huh. The Secrets to Success podcast. That was one of them. Yeah. I was listening to, uh, of course, Gary Vee's podcast. That's really well known. Um, Tony Robbins. I was listening to some of his, mm-hmm. but I, I, I was only listening to like a couple podcasts. And then, yeah. again, whenever I was listening to these, I was like, "It's it's so funny because I never was like, okay, my my ultimate goal and and something I want to do is start a podcast. Like I never yeah. thought about that until one day it just like hit me, and I was like, you know what? Maybe I should try it because I was at home at the time. I, you know, had a Mac, I still have the same exact MacBook Air, yeah. that, you know, I use for my podcast today. And it's funny because whenever I started, that was back in a small town in Pennsylvania. And mm-hmm. now, you know, I'm doing the same exact thing out here in California with the same computer. Of course, I upgraded uh, my mic. I was using just regular Apple headphones, right? Mm-hmm. And then on some of my earlier interviews, you'll see me with like AirPods that I had. And then somebody was like, Nate, you should really you know, get like a, a Yeti or a blue microphone. And I said, yeah. you know what? let me, let me do it. So I invested like 130, 150 bucks into the microphone. And then of course I still get feedback today about Nate, you should upgrade this. You should upgrade here. And, you know, of course I'm sure I will upgrade more here in, in the near future, but at the yeah. same time, I'm just like, I'm blessed to have what I have. Exactly. And again, you know, I didn't have necessarily a, a noise canceling kind of mic. You know, I didn't have a, 
you know, the best camera because I do video interviews as well. I just, mm-hmm. I had these just basic and normal resources. And, you know, in my earlier episodes, you'll hear, of course, the sound doesn't sound as clear or crisp as it is today. But uh, yeah, it just, you know, I just one day was like, you know what, let me start, started a couple episodes and I started interviewing a, a couple of close friends of mine. And then that really triggered and, and I realized, wow, you know, I'm not just good at this and I don't just love it but I actually want to make something out of it. People ask me all the time, you know, yeah. what's, what's your goal, Nate, with the podcast? You know, how much money do you want to make with it? And I'm like, dude, to be honest, I don't want to make no money with it, you know, because yeah. it's one of those things where, again, you know, it's, it's a hobby. And I know you can relate, relate with that a ton. You know, it's, it's a hobby of mine that I genuinely love to do. And when you have a hobby that you love to do, you know, nothing else really even matters. Whenever I do interviews exactly. in person, with people, I walk away smiling and, and, and blaring like a, like the sun, you know, because yeah. it's just, it's an incredible thing. Yeah. <laughs> You're absolutely right, man. There is no making money on the podcast world. I mean, it all comes down to what level you get up to and what products you have to sell. But that's a totally different topic altogether, right? It's yeah. all about having those conversations, having a relationship, right? And um, like Seth Godin mentioned, podcasting is a new way of blogging. It's much easier to consume and people listen to podcasts more fully than reading articles or reading blog posts, right? So it's, it's, a, it's a new way to share your story, to talk to other people and get it out in front of the audience. And, you know, when you mentioned, you know, when you started, you just, you were just using your headset that came with the iPhone. You just, you know, use, use the simplest things available. But what you did do is take action, right? A lot of the times as videographers, as photographers, as consumers, we're told, oh, you need the best of this and this and this. What was crazy is that having invested money in and blaming, oh, I don't have the best camera to be able to go out there and shoot a movie. Those are just, again, excuses that people make so they, they can pass out or they can be like, oh, I don't have this, so I'm not going to do it, right? So it's like an excuse. And yeah, the time that we are in right now, we have the best tools available in our hands, the devices that we use to right, to go on Facebook and create Snapchat stories. These are the devices that can let you do and create your own podcast or create your own little short film. Steven Soderbergh created a movie using three iPhone 7 Pluses for the different shots. And this movie is now on Netflix. It's called Unsane. So just thinking about that, right, just having the ability or having the, the tools doesn't make you a great videographer or storyteller or publisher. You got to be able to do it and put in the work just like you did. That's really awesome. I love it. No, absolutely. I agree to that because that's the thing. If, if you go to the, to the Roots of Success podcast, you know, that's my podcast. You'll see earlier this year, I'd say from May, like the end of May up until August mm-hmm. going into September, you yeah. see there's a blank period where there's absolutely no episodes that were uploaded. And mm-hmm. of course, I was in the transition from going to Pennsylvania, moving across country yeah. to, you know, Los Angeles, California. And 
I fell victim to, okay, since I'm going to be doing in-person interviews with these mm -hmm. big time stars, yeah. I need to have, you know, like a videographer. I need to have, you know, some fancy dancy camera. Mm -hmm. I need to, like, I kept saying, I need, I need, I need. Yeah. That held me back. And that was one of the worst things that can ever happen to somebody, which is called procrastination. Mm -hmm. That made me procrastinate for three months. Yeah. Not to upload any podcast. And to be honest, I was miserable those three mm -hmm. months because I just wasn't working on my passion. Exactly. And since I wasn't working on my passion, it just, it made me feel definitely low. And I mean, just the other day, like, cause I banged these podcast episodes out the one week I did about like four or five in a week. And, nice. um, you know, I went just this past two, two and a half weeks without doing any, because I I'm all the way great up until after the new years. So I yeah. have enough episodes to upload per week. Yeah. But I realized with me not doing an episode for two, two and a half weeks, that also made me kind of get like a little bit down because mm -hmm. again, this is my passion. And since you're it's not my passion. That, yeah, you're not getting the feedback, right? When when you have a, com a conversation with somebody, the feedback and what you're like, like we have, like our brains have an exchange, which you cannot do in any other medium at all. So exactly. I totally get it, man. I totally get it. Um, and, and you kind of feel like, sure, we can, create posts and create videos on, on, on Facebook and Instagram. Right. So that gives you one kind of feedback. So, but when you're having this live conversation and that's why I guess one of the things people say, you know, you gotta, you gotta do more live on Facebook or Instagram or whatever. It's, it's because you're getting that direct feedback and that's probably one of the reasons why Twitch has been around for so long because people being able to live stream, their gaming experience it's it's been uh it's been pretty pretty insane mm, absolutely i completely agree but one thing that i was uh told right so a lot of people say you know you got to go live on facebook you got to go live on here and here but unless you have a story to share and it, it has to make sense because it's it's almost like if somebody comes in to your live towards the end of your live, you know, video, and they just get the pitch part of whatever. Well, they missed the entire movie. It's like you're going towards the end of the battle scene uh, to watch the, you know, Infinity, uh, the end game. And it's like the last war. I'm like, wait, what? How is Captain America holding the hammer? <laughs> <laughs> right? So you got to have. The entire story and and um i think video does that really well and and posting videos as opposed to going live makes sense you got to have i mean some kind of strategy in why you're doing the live and why you're posting videos and um i think i think i'm just going all over the place now <laughs> <laughs> yeah no no i agree i mean definitely with the the videos, I mean, because that's the thing, you know, you see a lot of people nowadays, uh, you know, on social media, uh, they're creating content. But if we're talking about video content, it's very similar to the way others are creating content. And a lot of these big time influencers that are absolutely dominating it, whether it's on, you know, whatever platform, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Facebook, 
it's it's intriguing because they'll they'll tell you all the time that listen if you're gonna do something don't do it the same exact way you know this entrepreneur is doing it or this influencer is doing it because then people will look at you and and see okay well he's obviously doing this or she's doing this just because uh, you know so and so has done it this way and and you need to develop in your in your mindset that in order to to be great and I mean and I'm not just saying like great like you know, because great to a lot of people, it sounds just like good nowadays, but I'm saying like the, the 0.1% in order to be great, remarkable, incredible, phenomenal, spontaneous. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm talking like that Elon Musk, that Mark Zuckerberg level, you got to do things that aren't even existent in this world yet. Yeah. Um, and that right there, like it's, it's, it's something to hear that, but when you really comprehend that and take it in, that right there is it's powerful because most people whenever you get asked like hey what's one thing that you can do that hasn't even been done yet i mean it might take you hours if not days if not weeks months to even think about something Mm -hmm. Uh, because that's something that if somebody wants to make a a huge impact in this world and not just again talk about it or speak about anybody can speak about anything yeah depending on whether you study or whatever story that you have but if we're talking about people that have legacies and have left legacies, um, there's, there's a reason why people do what they do back again to the video and they're great at what they do on video. So yeah. whenever you get on video and you don't necessarily get the hits or you don't necessarily get, you know, the likes or the comments or the shares or the thumbs up, the, the you know, the subscribes it's because it's already done. And if it's already done, then mm-hmm. again, you're not going to have it as, I don't want to say it's easy, but it's, it, it comes a lot natural to the person that has done it which who again it didn't necessarily exist before but they made yeah. it exist so that's something you need to think about for yourself is what can you um that is non-existent right now bring to life and, and really just dominate that going forward you know yeah and and tell your own story right to to tell your own story to tell it in your own words in your fashion so people you know, they, they want to see who you are as a human being, as a person, because if you're a different person at parties, than you are at work, then you are in your car, then you are right other places. Well, then you have different versions, but if you line up that one person to be the same everywhere, then people will relate to you even better. And again, I'm not sure if this is what the topic of the conversation is today, but be the best of who you can be because there's no other you. There's none. Right? Mm. Yeah. No, that's like me. there's only one Nate the Great Peterman. I mean, I look look up I looked up the Nate the Great Peterman on uh Instagram and it showed up some uh football player. <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah. But he's got his own story, but Nate the Great has his own story with the podcast. He being a podcast host and and an author to the Secret of Success. Did I get that right? The uh, Secret of Success, the book, right? Uh, success Secrets for the Young Entrepreneur. Success Secrets, the Roots of Success podcast. Which one is that? That's yours. Uh, yep, that's the one I was mentioning. The Roots of Success podcast. So yeah, man, Nate. So what 
So tell me some of your motivations and some of your day-to-day things that you do, because um, I understand that podcasting is your passion and you do a few interviews per week, but what's the rest of the week look like? Yeah, that's a great question. So, I mean, I can kind of walk through my day just a little bit. Um, I've been working on getting up a lot earlier because before I always used to label myself as like, I'm a night owl and sometimes I wouldn't go to bed until uh, after midnight, 1, 2 a.m., um, especially here in Los Angeles. But I, I'm making it a habit to wake up between like five, six in the morning and then really just get my day started by, you know, whether it's making a light breakfast and then, you know, reading some books. I always, I, re, I just read this book, The Law of Success by Napoleon Hill. Mm-hmm. Really, really great book. Um, if you haven't read it yet, I totally recommend it. It's like the, the Bible for personal development. Nice. And I do, uh, I do a lot of reading in the morning and then I listen to, of course, a podcast as well. But whenever I'm eating breakfast that way, you know, I'm, I'm not just, mm-hmm. you know, I make it good. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. So I multitask and then, you know, what, whether it's doing some kind of core workouts or, you know, hitting the gym, I always try to do a little bit of physical activity. Then I normally go to mm-hmm. the, the park here near, near my apartment and, and just, you know, do some some walking and talking and that's basically my time. So I like to set the day off just with a, a certain tone, but most yeah. importantly, the, the main thing I want you to understand is I don't have my phone on whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Like my phone is completely off. It's on airplane mode for about uh, three to four hours, unless I have, you know, an appointment or, or something I need to attend to, but I always have my phone off just because uh, so many people are, are distracted by their phones. You know, I go to this park every single day and, it's also a dog park. And I see a lot of people that walk their dogs. And it's just, it's mind, bog, mind boggling to me because uh, these people are walking their dogs, but they have their phone in their hand and they're, they're not even being present. And I see yeah. some of their owners just straight up dragging the dog along. Oh man. Just, yeah. It's, it's, it blows my mind because it's like, wow, this dog has absolutely no control over what their owner is doing. But again, they're not present with their animal. And yeah if we're relating that to like a principle, a lot of people aren't present with their lives and they have their phone. Okay. Which is also known as a TV. It's also known as a book. It's mm-hmm. also known as, you know, a computer, it dominates their life. But, uh, but yeah, that's just basically, you know, how I really start my day other than, you know, doing the podcast, I do, uh, you know, a decent amount of phone calls, whether it's, you know, in different countries, you know, I did a call the other day with a guy in the Bahamas Mm -hmm. um, and that's with Simba marketing my company. And Mm -hmm. we really help people when it comes to get, getting them featured in like press outlets, like Forbes, Wikipedia, Business Insider, Times Square, New York, you know, print magazines. And uh, that really takes up a lot of my day, forming new connections, reaching out to people and uh, really just, you know, setting up some meetings and stuff throughout the week as well. But that's pretty much a normal day. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. That's amazing. Um, I, I really love the fact that you're getting up super early in the morning, getting a lot of, you know, a lot of the things going because when you start your day early before everybody else, you're almost like getting three extra hours before you have to deal with the traffic, deal with the rush, deal with everything else that's going on around because starting day late gets you already in a bad mood it, you know you're rushing through life you're rushing through everything so that's really awesome and i love the fact that you're um you know getting that 
book reading and and while when you're up in the morning and getting podcasts because again our minds are constantly growing you know something brand new that i learned about our mind um this week was that we get a brainwash every single day and i've been dying to share this with people and do you want to know how we get a brainwash every day yeah i'm curious so i learned this on ron burgundy's podcast and (laughs) um (laughs) he started this podcast about six months ago and he brings on these guests and so this this one is a, a brain scientist right so he's talking to the brain scientist about all the different things and then he says you know every night when you go to sleep our brain shrinks down to 65% of its size. And what that, what that does is it puts out all of the toxins outside, which then flow down through the spinal cord. So through the spinal cord, water comes up and washes your brain. And then all the toxins leave our body. You know when we have to get up in the middle of the night to go use the restroom? your brain just had a brainwash because all those toxins, I'm like, okay, where do these toxins go? Well, they go to the bladder. (laughs) (laughs) So if you have to get up in the middle of the night to go use the restroom, be happy that your brain just had a brainwash. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. (laughs) Isn't that amazing? And then, you know, I didn't think of that at all. Right. And so I just, I just, cause he, they just said, you know, okay, so, to the scientists like, yeah, so the brain, you know, get rid of all these toxins from your body, uh, from it, from the brain, and then, you know, you get a brainwash. And then when I told my wife, she's like, that's why the kids have to get up in the middle of the night, <laughs> and we have to get up in the middle of the night to go use the restroom. I was like, you're right. Where else would the <laughs> toxins go? <laughs> so that was, uh, I was, I was like, wow, I've, you know, you're constantly learning every single day it's been uh it's been uh it's been pretty cool mm, that's intriguing wow yeah man i was like and then uh i had my son listen to that episode and he's like that is hilarious that is so funny and um you know uh what's his name uh, ron burgundy he's always making fun and making jokes and yeah. he's like the scientist doesn't have sense of humor because he's not even getting the jokes. <laughs> like, son, just wait till you're old enough to watch the Ron Burgundy movie. Oh, <laughs> you don't understand. So I was just fascinated because Will Ferrell is able to, you know, put this act together and share it on this podcast. It's just so amazing. And the the podcast is just put well, put together so well. I mean he he also has a co-host and it's really cool when you have a co-host because you can then, you know, bicker and, you know, go back and forth as you're having conversations. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. On that note, man, I've got a few questions for you that I asked my guests. Okay. What is one hobby that you wish you got into? Mm, that's deep. Uh, one hobby I wish I would have gotten into was playing a musical instrument because... I uh, 
I don't know. You know, it's it's intriguing to me. I, I listen to like a lot of classical music uh, from mm-hmm. time to time, especially when I need to focus. And it always intrigues me, especially people that pay, play like the the violin or the piano. Yeah. Just how how natural it comes to them. And you know, some people, majority of people, you know, they've taken lessons and everything. But mm-hmm. definitely, yeah, playing a musical instrument because it just activates a whole different uh, part of the brain. And, it does. Uh, just intelligence, you know. It's pretty amazing. I love it. Awesome. Next question. What is your favorite movie or TV show? Or if none, how about a book? Mm, Man, that's, yeah. (laughs) Uh, If I was to say favorite movie, man, I got so many favorite movies. I would say, you know, especially of late, if, if we're talking about recent times right now, one of my ultimate favorite movies is the recent one that came out, which is the Joker. Uh, I really like that movie because it deals a lot with mental health. Mm-hmm. And if we're talking about just like, you know, superheroes and villains and, you know, DC comics, Batman has always been a favorite superhero of mine. I'm also a fan of the the Dark Knight series, but it's intriguing because, you know, the movies, they really just walk through. Uh, again, you always have like a villain and then you have somebody that is the superhero. But most importantly, it's, you know, the Batman and the Joker, they, they, have, a, they have like a love for each other at the same time, which yeah. it's intriguing because if you've seen the latest movie, The Joker, you'll understand more so the, the mental health and, and the psychoness and the insanity somebody like him has. But um, I personally look up a lot to The Joker, uh, especially just because of his, uh, his craziness to his madness. But um, but yeah, I could talk about this all day, but the Joker is definitely one of my favorite movies as of right now. Nice. Nice. So Joker's your favorite movie. What movie would you choose if you got to play a character in it? Oh man, if I got to play a character in a movie, um, it's a tough question. I would say, you know, I, I'm not sure what movie it would be, but I have a feeling I know exactly what kind of actor it would be. I've always been told that I have facial expressions very similar to a Jim Carrey. Um, mm. So I would say if we're talking about a Jim Carrey movie, you know, maybe something like the <laughs> like the cable guy or something oh. <laughs> you know which one i'm talking about. i know what you're talking about yeah yeah because uh you know jim carrey's got he's got a little bit of madness into him and i'm very similar in that way especially yeah. when it comes to facial expression so i would say i would say something similar to that movie yeah nice nice i like it cool so who is your favorite superhero oh batman for sure batman <laughs> you know, um, the Lego Batman was such an awesome depiction, and um, the actor who played that character—he—he's just—he's—he's he's one of my—you know—he's one of my favorite character uh, actors. He's done such a great job on all the different platforms that he's on. But him getting to play Batman, and then their their back and forth with Joker and Batman was just just hilarious it's like you love me like no i don't i do not love you <laughs> right yeah. it was just hilarious he's like well you made all this effort to come and send me to the phantom zone because you love me like no 
I have no emotions. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sweet. Now, last question. If you were a board game, what would it be? Um, if I was a board game, man, that's, I would say, huh. you know, I, I would say Jumanji for sure. Ooh, nice yeah. one. Yeah, I'd definitely say J- Jumanji just because it's very adventurous and you oh never know God. what to expect. <laughs> you remember the first movie? Yeah, with Robin Williams. Robin Williams. Oh my God. That was so good. I was just. I love that. I was like, when did Robin Williams come? Oh, he comes in when the the game starts. (laughs) So, yeah, that was was really cool. Robin Williams was uh, one of my favorite actors. Um, His breadth, I mean, his level of acting in so many different ways was just cool. And and he gave us one last TV show with uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar. I can't remember the name, but that that show was amazing. I'm, I was really sad when I heard the news of him passing away. And um, even Tony Robbins mentions Robin Williams uh, on stage. He's like, you know, if I knew that he was on the verge of committing a suicide, I would have been right there with him to help him. And, you know, not make that mistake. So really crazy, really crazy stuff. Cool, Matt. Where this was, this was an amazing conversation, man. I I really loved your story. Love, you know, talking with you and learning about you and the different things that you had to go, that you went through to get to where you are today. Um, Where can my audience find you and connect with you? Yeah, for sure. Now I appreciate you having me on. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm very active the most on Instagram. You can message me or you know show me some love at Nate the Great, and then all other social media outlets are Nate the Great Peterman. And Absolutely. if you want a another podcast to listen to as well, um, you can check out the Roots of Success podcast. That's located audio wise. Um, if you listen in your car and you prefer audios. Mm-hmm. That is on um, iTunes as well as Spotify and SoundCloud. And then for the video version, um, you can check it out on YouTube as well as Facebook. But yep, yeah. that's where you can find me. Fantastic. I will, I'll make sure to include the links to the podcast show notes. And um, thank you so much. Have an awesome day, man. Thank you. You too. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode on Hacks and Hobbies. We absolutely appreciate your contribution. You can find additional notes on hacksandhobbies.com. Please share the podcast with your friends and tell them what you learned about our guest today.